Hey friend, you know when you walk down the aisles in the supermarket or wherever you go and do your shopping, there are all of these products that are like added protein and it's amazing how food manufacturers actually manage to add protein to so many different foods. You've got added protein in your cereal, you've got added protein in your yogurts, it's everywhere and there is this idea that protein is like this magic wonder health food. So today we're going to dig into it, we're going to talk about why we need protein, what it does for our bodies, the best way to get protein, how much protein you actually need and whether or not it is this wonder food when it comes to your weight loss journey. Grab a pen and paper, grab that protein smoothie and let's dive in. Hey friend, before we dive into today's episode, I really want to share some exciting news with you. I have created the Productive Mum Weight Loss Framework. Now, if you have tried all the diets and you're fed up because none of them work, or you wish there was a way to hit your weight loss goals without counting calories and going to the gym 24 seven, then this is the framework for you. Imagine you had a strategy to help you take back control, a set of simple systems that will help you find the time to work out and eat healthy so that you hit your weight loss goals and you feel energized and accomplished. And this is why I have created the Fit Productive Mum Weight Loss Framework. I'm gonna teach you how to get clarity on your health and fitness goals, to cycle sync your nutrition and fitness for sustainable weight loss and how to fit it all around your family. You will walk away with an action plan to take control over your to-do list and reduce overwhelm, allowing you to find the time to implement and hit your health and fitness goals. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time, to throw out those weight loss shakes and quit the diet roller coaster forever, then this is the program for you. The framework launches the 1st of April, But if you grab the program now, before the end of March, you will get it at a special pre-launch price. All you have to do is use the code MARCH at checkout, so M-A-R-C-H at checkout. The links are in the show notes and you're gonna get lifetime access to the course and all the usual downloadable workbooks and resources. But the most amazing thing about this course is I am going to be hosting a group weekly Zoom, a question and answer session for you to jump in, ask me any questions that you have about the course, about nutrition, about weight loss, about exercise. And it's also gonna be an opportunity for you to share your knowledge, to find an accountability partner, and basically build some friendships with other like-minded women from across the globe. Accountability is key when you are on a weight loss journey and this is where you're gonna get it. So I can't wait to help you start your transformation. Let's do this together. The link is in the show notes. Get it at the special pre-launch price by using the code MARCH at checkout. Okay, let's dig into protein. So first of all, let's start off with why do we need protein? Well, basically in short, every single cell in our body contains protein. And the basic structure of protein is amino acids. And you basically really need protein in your diet to help build new cells, to repair cells. 
for your red blood cells as well. Within your red blood cells, there is a compound that needs protein and you need your red blood cells to carry oxygen around your body. Protein is also important in the process of digestion because it helps to make enzymes which break down your food and protein is also important in the regulation of your hormones and I am going to dig into that in a little bit more detail shortly. Now eating high protein foods also has a number of different fitness benefits. So first of all it's about speeding recovery maybe after exercise and or if you've had an injury. Protein is also going to help with reducing muscle loss. It's all gonna, also going to help you build lean muscle which of course is something that we want to do because if you are on a weight loss journey what we're looking to do is actually to replace the fat with lean muscle to increase your metabolism. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight which of course is linked to the other things and protein also helps to curb hunger so oh my goodness it's so important in our bodies isn't it and it is so beneficial to us when it comes to our fitness and to our health so when you think about it really it's not surprising that all of these food manufacturers have this kind of preconceived idea that if they add protein into a product it's going to mean that we're more likely to kind of consider it a health food. Now, I just want to dig into a couple of those things that I mentioned earlier. So let's talk about protein, (laughs) protein and hormone regulation, because protein really is important when it comes to our hormones. And we talk about cycle syncing a lot on this podcast. And I've also been touching on this Fit at 40 series, where our hormones are starting to change and how that can actually impact us when it comes to our health, our fitness, our strength and our weight. So when it comes to our hormones, protein is the building block of most hormones secreted by the pituitary gland. So think about the hormones such as FSH and LH. Those are the hormones that are secreted that then stimulate our body to produce estrogen and to release an egg when we are going through our menstrual cycle. Now, a low protein diet is linked to a decrease in the growth hormone. So for young children, protein is incredibly important with their development and their growth. It's also linked to the importance of estrogen and a low protein diet as well is linked to low levels of estrogen. So if you think about it, if you haven't got enough protein in your diet, it's going to be more difficult for your body to produce estrogen. And also as we go into like perimenopause and menopause where those estrogen levels are dropping as well, having a higher level of protein, and I will talk about this a little bit more, is going to actually be important to support our body as it's going through those changes. It's also in linked to, um, if we have low protein in our diet, it's linked to a decreased level of something called prolactin, which is then linked to like our immunity, our metabolism, and also breast milk production. So if you are a new mum and you are breastfeeding, protein's really important within that as well. And that's one of the reasons why I actually suggest to new mums 
I know we'll talk about supplements as we go, but if you are a new mum listening to this and you are breastfeeding, actually making sure that you're getting enough protein is really, really important because it does support you with that milk production. It's also linked to if you have got a low level of protein in your diet, it's also linked to an increased stress response. And we know from previous episodes, you've heard me talking about like stress and lack of sleep. Cortisol, that hormone that causes stress in our body and the links that cortisol has to weight gain. So protein really, really is key when it comes to the regulation of our hormones, particularly for us as women. Now, let's talk about protein and hunger because you've probably heard protein being described as something that can curb your cravings. And that really is true. And the main reason for that is because protein takes longer to digest than carbohydrates. For our bodies, our body's favorite source of energy is carbohydrates because our body can process that and break it down quicker. Now, I am not saying, and I am going to say this, you should definitely still be eating carbohydrates. And I absolutely do not advocate a no carbohydrate, high protein diet. You absolutely need to have some form of carbohydrates. But what we're talking about, as I always talk about, is getting the right amounts. So protein is important when it comes to curbing our hunger because it does take longer to digest. And this is why, and this explains why, it can suppress our appetite. But it's also suggested that the more protein you consume, the longer that effect is going to last. And this is why, my friend, you should absolutely be eating protein for breakfast. That is really important. And if you think about whenever we are talking about breakfast, particularly when it comes to our children as well, so many breakfasts are like cereal-based. We think like cornflakes, Rice Krispies, I mean, those are just some of the things that Chloe has in our house. And you go down the cereal aisle and they're just absolutely rammed full of cereals, which of course are a carbohydrate. But what I would challenge you to do is to think about how you are getting protein into your breakfast. Now for Chloe, she loves milk and she has like full fat cow's milk, which does have a higher level of protein in it. So if you are having breakfast and you don't like the idea of not having some kind of cereal for breakfast or your children don't like the idea of having um, anything else for breakfast and cereal is quick and convenient, just make sure that what you're putting into that cereal is has got a good level of protein in the milk or whatever it is that you are putting into your cereal. And I say whatever you're putting into your cereal because I have seen people put orange juice into their cereal before, which like totally, totally grossed me out. But that's for for another time. So that's why protein is um, so important when it comes to us on a weight loss journey because it really, really can help us to feel fuller for longer. It can stop that like up and down blood sugar experiences that we have where we've eaten a lot of carbohydrates and then our body is reacting to that and then we have that like dip and those lows so it can help you to feel like um, more stable in terms of your energy and also more stable when it comes to your hunger. So let's talk about where we get protein and I'm sure you you know a lot of this anyway. So we're talking like lean meats, we're talking dairy, your eggs, your cheese, in particular cottage cheese. We're talking seafood, we're thinking fish, 
poultry and if you're a veggie or a vegan you're probably going to be looking at things like tofu black beans and chickpeas and also of course there are like supplements such as protein powder and I'm going to dig into that one in a little bit in a in a moment that you can use to supplement the protein in your diet now one thing I'm going to say about where we get our protein I am not going to tell you that I am a vegetarian because I'm not I live with a farmer in the middle of the Dorset countryside and whilst on our farm we don't actually have any animals we do eat meat my other half Tim would never be without meat because he's one of those like real old-fashioned kind of people when it comes to his diets like meat and vegetables and you know that's what he wants And I'm not here to have the meat eater, vegan, vegetarian debate. Like that is your choice, you choose. Really what this is about is making sure that you are getting good quality protein. And where is that coming from? Now, when it comes to meat, what you need to make sure that you are doing is avoiding over-processed meat. So we really want to be making sure that that meat is in its most natural form, like the most natural state. So I am not talking about burgers and sausages. Like we want to be avoiding those things, like avoiding chicken nuggets, all of those processed foods that you're likely to find down the freezer aisle in plastic bags. That is what we want to be avoiding because those are the ones that are gonna have a lower quality protein. They're also gonna have a whole load of different additives, different ingredients, hidden sugars, all of those kind of things. Now, my preference is always, and I am gonna sort of talk from a UK perspective here. In the UK, what you wanna be doing is ideally opting for something that is locally produced, But if you are buying your meat in a supermarket, what you want to be doing is looking for British produced meat, first of all. And that's so easy to find in our our shops over here because it ultimately has like the Union Jack on it. It's really, really obvious. And you also want to be looking for the red tractor on your packaging as well because that indicates the standard and the inspection that farms have to go through in terms of the way that they are looking after the animals the way that the um the meat is being produced now obviously not everybody listening to me is in the uk and i think really for particularly for you guys in the us from what i've kind of learned from my friends over there what you want to be looking for is grass-fed and organic wherever possible because of course like food production standards vary really so so differently from different country different places but what you want to be avoiding and thinking about really is buying the best quality that you can afford now the way that I think about this is I go and find a local producer I know it's probably easier for me because of where I live and the context that we have. But if you could drive like out of town or, you know, perhaps you know somebody who like, I don't know, who produces like free range eggs or, you know, all of those kind of simple tweaks that you can make. And I do understand at the moment that, you know, the cost of food is more expensive. All of these things are 
becoming more expensive to produce at the moment. So inevitably that has a knock-on effect as us, on us as a, as a consumer when I put my teeth back in. But the way that I look at it is you want quantity over quality. And I'm going to talk about quantity in a minute. But really, the key thing is it is far better to have a smaller quantity of high quality protein than it is to have a large quantity of poor quality protein because your body is going to be able to process that and it's going to get more nutrients from a smaller quantity that's of high quality. I know that's like absolutely quite a mouthful. But in short, like I said earlier, it really is about finding it in its most natural state from as close to the original producer as possible. Now, I'm sorry if you're vegetarian or vegan, but just think about it like this. You want to get that animal that's been in a field and you want to be able to get that meat to your plate in a shorter distance as possible. So like cow to plate or chicken to plate, however you want to think about it, you want that distance to be as small as possible with as minimal processing as possible and this is why you know like we will buy like half a pig or half a cow and keep it in the freezer because really it just is more economical and it's also like higher quality because we know where it's come from and it hasn't been processed and I am sorry if you are vegetarian or vegan obviously you don't have this dilemma but that's just the reality of when it comes to the meat that we are getting, we want to be avoiding those processed meats. And you know what I mean, you don't know, you don't need me to tell you the kind of stuff that we are, you know, trying to avoid. And really, I know that we're all pushed in terms of money right now. Just think smaller quantity, higher quality. So talking about quantity, let's talk about how much protein we actually need because we all think that we need absolutely tons of it and we really, really don't. Now, you can calculate your proteins by calculating your macros and if you're not sure how to do this, there is an episode if you scroll down where I talk you through this. I also go through this in the weight loss framework as well. I show you how macros are calculated. I can show you how you are using your macros, what they're broken down into, what protein looks like, all of those things within the online course that I mentioned at the start of the episode. And of course, if you needed some help with that, that is one of the good things about the framework is that you can jump on that Zoom with me and ask me questions like that. But as a rule of thumb, 0.75 grams of protein per kilo of body weight per day. So depending on how heavy you are, you take that number in kilos and you multiply it by 0.75. And that's gonna give you the amount of protein that you need per day in grams. And you will be surprised that it's not as much as you think it is. Now, as we age, and this is quite interesting, we actually need to eat more protein. And this is actually down to the increase in muscle loss. And it's also recommended that we increase our quality protein intake as we go through the menopause, through perimenopause. And again, this is down to those estrogen levels dropping and the knock-on effects 
that that has on our body and the rest of our hormones. And if you're not sure about like the perimenopause and the menopause, I did an episode, a couple of episodes back about fit at 40. There's two episodes about that, fit at 41, fit at 42. And those are just, if you scroll down a couple of episodes, you'll find those. Now, the other thing that I think is important to think about when it comes to protein is making sure that you are having protein after a workout. And it's not to kind of like turn you into some kind of like crazy bodybuilder because it won't. It really is just to help your body to cope with the stress that you have just put it through from doing a workout. And the protein is gonna help to repair and build muscle. Because when you are, for example, lifting weights, one of the things that you're doing is you're actually like breaking down the muscle fibers in your muscles and the lifting and the weights and then the repairing of that, which is why you get DOMS after you've done lots of weight. You know, when your legs like really, really ache and you can't sit down on the toilet because your legs ache so much, that's DOMS, that is normal. And that's when your body is breaking down the muscles and the protein helps to rebuild that muscle to build your muscles and make them bigger. So having some protein after a workout is really, really important. And this for me is where the protein supplements come in because (laughs) the reality is you can't cook a load of hard boiled eggs and take them to the gym. You probably aren't gonna have access to a fridge to store, you know, like, half a kilo of chicken and you're probably not going to have a fridge to you know have some milk and dairy in so this is where these kind of supplements can really come in and help you and this is where I supplement my protein so I will take a protein shaker to the gym with a scoop of protein and then I'll add in the water in the gym I'll mix it up and it's important to actually try and consume that within 30 minutes of your workout because that's going to be the optimum time for your body to be able to use the nutrition from that supplement to be able to repair and rebuild the muscle. So I have linked in the show notes the protein that I use, it's not expensive and the link in the show notes will also give you a £10 or a $10 off discount and it does ship worldwide as well. So wherever it is that you are listening to me from, you're gonna be able to get a discount on that. And I highly recommend it. The great thing about these um, these protein powder as well is that it often, um, this one does, they often have like added vitamins and minerals. And sometimes we can be lacking with those in our diet. So having a protein supplement like this after your exercise can really, really help you get in some extra vitamins and minerals as well. Okay. Let's talk, and that follows on quite nicely, into finishing off this episode with my favourite sources of protein. Where do I get my protein from? So, breakfast, my friend, you definitely want to be thinking about having some protein in your breakfast. I love having eggs for breakfast. So, poached, scrambled, whatever form you want your eggs, or having some kind of protein smoothie if you are on the go blending a protein powder like the one that I just mentioned and the link is in the show notes for you (laughs) Um, having some kind of protein powder mixing it in with maybe some oats some milk um what else speaking of milk actually one of the things I will say to that is obviously a lot of the time we talk about using like almond milk or oat milk 
I actually use um, British skimmed milk because it's still quite low calorie but it does have um, a good level of protein in it as well and it's also cheaper and more environmentally friendly than using almond milk. Um, so going back to breakfast, definitely eggs or a protein smoothie. You could do overnight oats or something like that with your protein as well. Post-workout, 100% my friend, if you are thinking, okay, what am I gonna eat after a workout, whether it's at home or whether you're in the gym, this is where protein powder comes into its own. So grab some protein powder, pop it in a shaker, mix it up, drink it within 30 minutes of your workout. Your body is gonna be so grateful for that and your body is gonna be so grateful. And you know that post-workout hunger that is going to stop that and it's going to keep you going until your next meal. Now, dinner, for dinner, it's always like we do have protein at every meal. I'll be honest with you, we do have protein at every meal and it is actually recommended that you have a smaller a small amount of protein at every single meal. So for us, it's locally produced meat that I've spoken about earlier in the episode and in its most natural form. So it might be like a chicken breast, it might be a piece of salmon, it might be some beef, whatever it is in its most natural form and then I cook it, I make my own sauces, I add herbs and spices um, but I'm not going to allude to being some kind of like <laughs> amazing chef because I'm definitely not it. One of the things I will just add in here just going back to the processed food, for example, I know when you have children, like they love the idea of things like fish fingers or, you know, chicken nuggets and that kind of thing. This is where you can make your own, you know, make your own breadcrumbs, use some egg, make your own. And there's so many like um, air fryers and things like that out there. So you can really like make your own healthier versions of those. And it doesn't need to take you a ton of time either. And that's where you can get better quality of quality protein in your kids than buying those kinds of products. Okay, my friend, I really hope that was helpful today. I know I got a little bit possibly overexcited when it comes to protein, but it really can be one of those myths that people experience. I think the food industry have a lot to answer for when it comes to like the adding of key ingredients that we associate as being healthy. Read your labels, make sure that if you are buying food in the stores that the protein levels are higher than the carbohydrate levels and ask yourself for example do I really need added protein in my cereal because actually maybe if you just switched your milk <laughs> to a full fat milk you're probably going to get the protein and it's going to be a lot cheaper so if you know somebody who could use this information please share it with them pop a screenshot of this podcast up in your social media stories tag me over on instagram i am there at the fit productive mum come and find me say hi drop into my messages and say hello i love hearing from you it's so so good fun hearing from you what you're enjoying from the podcast the link to the free facebook group is in the show notes and don't forget to snag your spot within the weight loss framework i can't wait to see you on that zoom call have an amazing day and i look forward to connecting with you in the next episode thank you for listening hope you like it Leave my mummy a wish you.